we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 8th, 2018. Next report is current gun grab and anti-Second Amendment news. South Carolina, they, these are just a, a grouping. This isn't like the la my last three, actually some of this I haven't even released yet, but my last three to four current event newsletters. These are just the stuff on the gun-grabbing anti-Second Amendment news, okay? Uh, this just happened, I think, a couple days ago. South Carolina legislators introduced bill for secession if the feds begin seizing legal firearms. Is the South going to rise again? Republican lawmakers in South Carolina have introduced a bill that opens up the secession talks. Should the federal government confiscate legally purchased guns, the bill referred to... Uh, the State House Judiciary Committee on Tuesday states that the General Assembly shall convene to consider whether to secede from the United States based upon the federal government's unconstitutional violation of the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution uh, if the federal government confiscates legally purchased firearms in the state. The bill comes after national talks on extreme gun control measures have reached a fever pitch, with some anti-gun activists calling to repeal the Second Amendment altogether. That's, that's, where, that's where it all ends up. I've been proving that over and over with the teachings I've been doing as well. Here, here's just some headlines. I'm not even going to get into this. Just to give you an idea of the climate that we're dealing with here. Uh, one headline reads, How gun control laws for, quote, mentally ill could disarm those who even question authority. That's where it's all heading. That's why this whole thing with background checks is a slippery slope because they're going to they're gonna ultimately have anybody that's going against the left's uh, radical satanic ideology are the ones that are mentally ill. And then they won't be able to purchase guns. The only ones that will be able to get them are the nutbag people on the left. Nutjob people. That's the only ones that are going to be able to get them. Another one. The UK disarmed its citizens... Murders are now skyrocketing. See, it's, it works so well when you disarm your citizens and the only ones that have the guns are, are the bad guys and ultimately the criminal, the criminal government that's in charge of you because that's where, the way it always turns out. I'm not saying all governments are criminal, but when you disarm a population, ultimately, that's where it typically ends up. Okay, so UK disarmed its citizens. Murders now skyrocketing as police fail to protect the defenseless populace. That's why they want to disarm us. Um, this next one, the um, expletive is hitting the fan, America, despite the fact that Donald Trump, who recently happened to support the assault weapons uh, ban under Clinton, by the way, um, that when, when Clinton had the assault weapon ban, Donald Trump did support that. Recently, he began tweeting that a repeal of the Second Amendment would never happen. However, anti-gun laws are being passed at every local level without a peep from the president. So I really don't care what he's tweeting out. It's meaningless to me. I want to see action behind your, your words. I don't want to just see action at the border. Okay, I want to see action on First Amendment, Second Amendment, keeping us out of these stupid um, satanic wars like this. The truth is, they don't need to repeal the Second Amendment at all. They simply have to gain enough public support by creating a hatred of firearms and their owners to pass laws that pull the teeth from the Second Amendment. This is exactly what they're trying to do. That's their take on it. Um, and, I, and I agree. But I don't know about, they don't have to repeal Second Amendment. I think ultimately that, that, would, that would be the end game. But they can chip away and chip away and chip away in a lot of different, in a myriad of different ways in order to finally get to that point. I think that's the whole point there. Uh, next one. American town moves to confiscate assault weapons fine and fine violators up to $1,000 per day. This is going on right now. Okay, piecemeal gun control being rolled out across America. A village in Illinois has declared a ban on assault weapons and has given gun owners 60 days to turn them all in. Well, what happens when they don't? Well, I would imagine, you know, you're going to have the SWAT team at your front door. You're going to have jackboot thugs kicking down door. This is where it's going. This is where it's going to go. Yes, are they beta testing in places like this? Sure. But this is where it's going. What's Trump doing about it? I don't see him doing a thing about it. After June 13th, residents of the village of Deerfield have 60 days to sell, render inoperable, or turn their assault weapons over to local police. 
any person who is found to have violated this article shall be fined not less than $250 and not more than $1,000 for each offense, reads the ordinance penalty. And a separate offense shall be deemed committed on each day during or on which a violation occurs or continues. So they can, you know, let's say you don't turn them in. And they're just they're just racking up the they're racking up the the money before they they send the SWAT team in. Let's say in a couple months after you've already racked up a, you know who knows how many thousands or hundreds of thousands. I mean I mean what if you had a whole bunch of AR-15s and it's a thousand dollars for each offense, okay? And they're 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 going to be doing this on each day. Well, you've okay you owe us two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus we're going to kick it kick your door in, put you in jail, and take away your assault weapons and confiscate your private. Who knows what they're going to do? So, I mean, this is this is real. This, I'm not making this up. The village defines an assault weapon broadly, including rifles with fixed magazines that are capable of accepting magazines holding more than 10 rounds. So, even if you've only got magazines with 10 rounds, if it can hold more, it's still an assault weapon. Certain pistols with detachable magazines, that would include almost every pistol on the planet, and certain shotguns. Uh... The town has additionally banned so-called high-capacity magazines. Large-capacity large, large capacity magazines means any ammunition feeding device with capacity to accept more than 10 rounds. There should be thousands of people, pro-Second Amendment people, storming this town. Not violently, but I'm talking about thousands. Because if they let this happen here, it's coming to the rest of America. They, they, you know, they're trying to set a precedent. The Second Amendment people need to set a precedent. I, I hope there's some I hope there's some grassroots stuff going on about this. The chief of police of his or her designee shall have the power to confiscate any assault weapon of any person charged with a violation under this article. Reads section 15.91. So we'll see how that turns out. Next one, Representative Debbie Dingle to introduce national gun confiscation legislation. And again, I'm not even going into these. I'm just reading you headlines. Next one, five reasons five reasons we know they are coming for our guns. Next one, Merriam-Webster Dictionary changes definition of assault rifle to include sporting rifles. They're coming after them all. Another one, uh, this is a really good one if you haven't heard it. Patriot smashes gun grabbers in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's not too far away from where I'm at. And you, it's a, it's a black... Um, pro-Second Amendment man that gets up there and just, man, it's awesome. It is awesome. Hear what he has to say. FBI statistics reveal gun sales are exploding. Something's got to give, you know. Coming for the guns, gun sales are exploding. Next one, Florida students stage walkout in support of Second Amendment. So these are good good things. I'm, now we're going back to bad. David Hogg, Reddit post, celebrates mosquitoes killing billions of humans. So that's, that's that little devil's mindset. This David, David Hogg devil. Uh, next one. DNC vice chair calls for repeal of Second Amendment. Some pretty heavy hitters calling for the repeal of the Second Amendment. Now, can you imagine when the next school shooting occurs? Or let's say it's on a much more grand scale. Can you imagine? I mean, all the stuff that happened, just happened with Parkland? Well, then it's going to be, you know, everybody turn them in. Potentially. I don't know. I don't know what the setting. Trump's doing nothing about it. As far as I can see. Other than saying, they're never going to take the Second Amendment. Okay, well, that means nothing. It means nothing. If I don't see action behind the words, the, the words your, your actions speak louder than words. Uh, so DNC vice chair calls for repeal of second amendment, but you're crazy. If you think anybody's coming for your gun says CNN, that's what they say though. They speak out of one side of their mouth, one minute and out of the other, the next, because they're fork tongue liars from the pit of hell. They're of their father, the devil and of his lust and of his works. They will do. And he was a liar from the beginning. Next one, Seattle police confiscated 27 firearms since July under the extreme risk protection order, which is basically the whole thing about that Trump wanted where take their guns first, due process second. As he was so stupidly saying in that meeting with Feinstein. I mean, if I said it, I'd say I was stupid. Stupid to say that. So I'm not holding him to a higher accountability than I would hold myself. 
you know. Red alert, we are all being set up. The gun grab is intended to start a civil war followed by UN occupation of America. It's what This is what this is all about. Getting us under UN occupation. You're watching one of the darkest chapters of history unfold by the hour, complete with a Nazi-style fascist Hitler youth uprising, which we saw with the whole march for our death, um, march for our death thing, begging these, these millennials, begging bust in millennials by mtv begging the government to take away their rights their second amendment rights because they're so smart um while they eat tide pods and snort condoms and stuff like that which is you know all the rage in the news and we're supposed to go to them to get sound solid advice because they're there to take us to task and to finally show us what real wisdom really is even though gun confiscation always precedes mass extermination of whatever population it happens to typically in history so complete with a nazi style fascist hitler youth uprising totalitarian uh, censorship by the techno techno overlords and irrational anger anger fueled nationwide call for government to confiscate all guns from american gun owners even if they have to kill those gun owners first as a north carolina democrat suggested just days ago let me see if i can play that clip because all of this is linked whenever there's anything that's said there's typically a link that i'm providing you the, the, the report is providing you that gets into that okay so you know this isn't just made up i'm not just talking about stuff that never occurred yeah, this is, I, I saw this clip, and um, on Wednesday, March 7, 2018, I was asked to address a group in West Asheville, and which is very liberal, okay? Even though it's up in the mountains here, it's Asheville is witchcraft central, it's very liberal, real bad vibe. I told you about the, the thing that I took Taylor to, where it was that Morality Monday, and we were literally surrounded by like 5,000 witches and liberals and lesbians and and i mean every wicked devil you can imagine with these pseudo fake preachers up there with their robes on literally yoking up and joining up with them yeah just key in morality monday i don't know asheville asheville is is a s h e v i l l e key key that in in keyword search box and i'll tell you the whole story there on that i mean i didn't know if we were going to get out of there with our lives and it was totally impromptu we were we were on our way to uh like tennessee to take a tiny vacation and I, I saw these people, you know, like exiting in, in Asheville. And I'm like, oh, let's check this out. And I did. It was spur of the moment. I didn't even know what was going on. And it was like we found ourselves like we were like outnumbered like 5,000 to 1 almost. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. But um, on Wednesday, March 7, 2018, I was asked to address a group in West Asheville and relay information as it pertains to current gun legislation in NC. Buncombe County Sheriff candidate uh our daryl fisher told visitors to his campaign facebook page i took this opportunity to relay proposals on what i believe is to be sensible gun legislation um and so he as a candidate for sheriff i cannot enact legislation fisher goes on to deflect if elected sheriff i cannot enact legislation but as a candidate for sheriff i can propose what i believe to be sensible gun legislation it is up to our legislators to see what becomes law uh what he's obscuring is that law enforcement officials can be extremely influential in persuading lawmakers to act as sheriff. He would enthusiastically enforce its citizens to disarm themselves. Uh, that he would take an oath to the Constitution seems not to trouble Fisher, as there are evidently no citizen disarmament laws he would refuse to issue in his subordinates or, or to obey himself. He would enthusiastically force, enforce forbidding citizens old enough to serve in the military or or unorganized militia of the u.s code from purchasing guns he would ban standard capacity magazines for everyone along with any firearm that has some reasonable relationship to the preservation or efficiency of a well-regulated militia uh how far would he go um there is one statement that may follow that may there's one statement that many up to now have taken offense to fisher notes get into the reason he felt compelled to post a facebook clarification that statement starts out with a language similar to don't believe the scare tactics and i say that some gun enthusiasts might say you might have to you will have to pry my gun from my cold dead hands um 
And he said, well, that's okay. We'll, we'll, in other words, we'll pry him from your cold, dead hands. We don't have a problem with that whatsoever. I wanted to bring it back to assault weapons for a minute. <clears throat> um, a lot of the argument on banning assault weapons is where do you stop? Send out a mass shotguns, send out a rifle. Where do you stand on that? And what's the best way to approach that? That's a great question. I'm glad you brought me to that because I do have some recommendations. First off, I would like to see the age for purchase of any firearm raised to 21. <laughs> so these are a bunch of liberal devils, most likely in Asheville. I'm not saying they're all, but I'm saying that a lot of the, you hear the clapping there. Um, and basically, he goes on. I don't want to play this whole five minute clip, but he says, You've heard people say you'll have to pry my guns from my cold, dead hands. And he said, Okay. You know, like, and he's shaking his head, like, okay, we will. You can hear the whole clip here. I'll give you the link or whatever. It's in the same exact mean. I just don't want to play this whole clip and try to find it or whatever. But um, this is the mindset, you know, of a lot of people. And, you know, where I'm at here in North Carolina, it's pretty conservative comparatively. And But yet, you know, you got liberal enclaves like Charlotte in Asheville in Raleigh-Durham and in, um, those types of areas where you know you have a lot more the liberal populations and they can get away with this kind of stuff uh, all right so let's go back to this the anti-rhetoric and hysteria has reached a whole new level of irrational hysteria but it's no accident this is all happening by design the real goal it turns out is to initiate a bloody civil war as a reaction to the gun grab setting the stage for democrats demands to occupy America with United Nations troops and overthrow the Trump administration by military force. I don't know. I mean, the way Trump's going, I mean, he might just go along with the whole thing, especially if he's being blackmailed, you know. Gun confiscation efforts are being aggressively attempted in Florida, Oregon, California, Connecticut, and elsewhere. The spark for the raging inferno of nationwide civil war will be a successful passage and attempted enforcement of a state-level gun confiscation initiative. Isn't that what we're already seeing, though, in Illinois? I mean, they're, they're coming after him. Um, much like the one, I mean, I'm telling you, the, the, the pro-Second Amendment, the NRA or whatever, needs to mobilize people into that specific Illinois village. Because if, if you give the devil an inch, he will take a mile. You let the camel get its head in the tent, and pretty soon the whole camel's in the tent with you. You let a cancer, you know, start, then all of a sudden it's malignant, it's spread everywhere. That is what we're looking at here. Um... So, going forward here, the spark for the raging inferno of nationwide civil war will be a successful passage in attempted enforcement of state-level gun confiscation initiative, much like the one now being placed on the ballot in Oregon. Okay, the Oregon 42 initiative would outlaw assault weapons unless the guns are registered with police. That way they just know where to come get you. When they tell you to turn them in, if you don't turn them in, they'll know where your address is. And would only allow owners to keep their assault weapons and large capacity magazines if they register them with the Oregon State Police. You know? So, the government goes down there to Parkland, and they send in a black ops team. They go in there, and whether they kill people or not, I, you know, at this point it's even unclear whether anybody died there. I don't even, you know, there's, there's a lot of different narratives. But they orchestrate it. They're literally filmed, leaving the backside of the building. SWAT team with guys, faces covered, dressed all in black, just like the teacher said that she saw in there. And and um, they got a big duffel bag with them. They throw it in the back of this white pickup and they drive away. And it's all blamed on this one shooter, Nicholas Cruz, who had probably nothing to do with it at all. He was there. He was next to the girl as they were being evacuated. He didn't have any SWAT gear on. He didn't know what was going on. Yet everything's blamed on him. Okay. And gun owners, law-abiding gun owners everywhere are collectively blamed for the actions of this black ops SWAT team, just like it was in Vegas, where there were shooters on the ground, in the hotel, and even up in helicopters, most likely, shooting people. We're blamed collectively for their wickedness and evil. It's absolute total insanity. Satanic insanity is what it is. Next report, Trump DOJ proposes plan to ban all bump stocks. So, you know, he's right on, on the bandwagon with this. He's going to, which is basically anything that increases the rate of fire. And you could take that to, to in so many different directions, and we've covered that too, what a slippery slope that is. The, another one, today, the Today Show spins gun control rally as a protest voice to teach grown-ups a lesson. Yeah. 
And then YouTube bans how-to firearm videos. We already talked about that. City group imposes restrictions on client gun sales. We talked about that. Maryland shooter killed by a deputy in 60 seconds versus the Florida stand down. Hero Maryland shooter shooting, um, which ended this whole shooting in 60 seconds, was nothing but a good guy with a gun. But there were no good guys with a gun on the black op on the black ops thing that happened in Parkland. They were they, they were told to stand down and don't go into the building. Let let the uh, let the black ops team do its thing and uh, let them get out the back and then send them in. <laughs> I'm not saying nobody got shot there or whatever, but I've heard a lot of different theories on like there's they can't find any obituaries on on any of the kids that were supposedly killed. Yes, the kids. Some of the kids were shot, but they were saying that they might have been using this this particular type of training bullet that actually doesn't penetrate that far or whatever. Because a lot of these kids, they got shot supposedly umpteen times, and they're out of the hospital like within a week or whatever. It, a lot of weird stuff that's not adding up with that. It was a false flag, black ops thing in order to bring about this agenda. And and not only that, the, I also saw this thing that they had that march that. Um, Oh, march for your life like oh take away our rights take away our gun rights because it's a march for our life with all the with all the millennials and all the mtv people and all that stuff with david hogg being their their main person they're worshiping that was planned weeks before the parkland shooting ever occurred meaning this was all planned by design way ahead of time they had this all on the books they knew this shooting was going to happen and they had already filed the permit like a month before the shooting ever happened. It shows you how rigged this whole thing is. I'm putting out a link on that in, in, in the uh, next uh, report I'm putting out. Um, principal removes student carrying signs saying guns don't kill people, people kill people. You got it, you got it. They should have just gut shot him. You can't say that. I mean, that's that's horrible, you know. Hitler used student gun control march invades Washington, follows in the footsteps of the Nazi little brown shirts who disarmed the Jews before the Holocaust. So we have all that. All right, let's keep going. Now we're going to shift gears again. We're going we're gonna to focus a little bit now on the border. Generators, refrigerator units, and barbed wire are being sent to southern Texas. And most Americans are just waking up to listening to this, and they have no idea how bad this is going to get. Let me give you an example. I and uh, we're going to get to Paul Martin here in just a second. I produced two videos early on uh, the morning of April the 2nd. And even as they were sitting in the queue and had not been uploaded nor published, YouTube went in and immediately demonetized. You want to talk about watching out for content? In one video I said Trump is prepared to get out of NAFTA over this wave of immigrants. Now, it's only 1,500 immigrants. Keep that in mind. In the other video that I did, the, the same result from YouTube, I said, he said DACA is dead. Now, he wouldn't cancel two programs of this magnitude where he's worked so hard to preserve these programs for 1,500 immigrants. That's a drop in the bucket. And in his tweet, he said there are caravans coming. He didn't say caravan he said caravans. And I made a point of that on the article that published on the Common Sense Shows. So in all fairness to Trump, this is something that he has seemed to be very much on top of. Okay, maybe his handler said, okay, you know, we'll give you this one. You need to appease your base. You need to appease the right. Go to town on this one. We'll let you have a partial victory in this for now. Eventually we're going to have open borders and everything's going to, and I, I don't know how i don't know how this is going to end up i'm speculating i hope this is not the case i hope he is serious about this i really do um but you know it's it's hard for me to reconcile this and then after all the stuff we just covered <laughs> i think it would be hard for anybody looking at that honestly website uh, and I quoted the tweet, and I said, this is what he's talking about, folks. These are massive amounts and waves of immigration culminating with Red Dawn-type terrorists. Now, here to talk to us about this, and one key development in this area is Paul Martin. And I wanted to set some contextual background. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you've got some damning and blockbuster information. Let's get down to it. 
Well, I kind of started out last week. I've got a, a truck driver that uh, is uh, reads revolutionradio.org, listens to the Dave Hodges shows, reads your articles, and it was about a year ago. And, and uh, But anyway, last week he told me a, a fellow truck driver, his company was given a contract to haul. He didn't give me a number. He said a whole lot of FEMA trailers out of North Dakota to Houston. This was last week. So about 4 o'clock this afternoon, I was getting ready to go to work, and he called me, and uh, he was in Houston and uh, on his way to uh, the Deep South. And he said there are a lot of new Mercedes-Benz business class type trucks and about half of them are carrying what appeared to be refrigerated boxes. They could have been anything, hauling anything, but he said that's what it appeared to him. And he said the other ones were, were pulling generators. And he said there were a lot of these around the Houston area today. So they're gearing up for something, Dave. Well, this fits right in to the uh, shipments of Constantine wire. Now, if they were on the border... Okay, most of the border isn't, like, populated, okay? Uh, like this border we share with, with Mexico. Most of it's not populated. A lot of it's in very remote areas. There would be a need for generators in that particular application because it's not like they got some electrical outlet two feet away. They'd have to have their own electricity. So that's why that would make sense. To the border that I've been told about, this is the rollout barbed wire and, Paul, this is where I'll interject to my side of it, and I need to go dig up this article, and I'm going to republish a sequence of it on the Common Sense Show on April the 3rd. It was a communication between one of my readers, Richard Worth, and a KBR, Kellogg Brand Root Company supplier, and effectively they had to be able to construct a mobile FEMA camp within 72 hours. And this type of barbed wire was central to the entire process. And this is what I believe Trump is going to do. The catch and release is not going to be in effect. It's going to be catch and incarcerate. I think that's the first plan. But these uh, devices or containment centers are also going to, I think, Paul, they're going to hold, um, shall we say, an invasion force that's been captured. These are invaders, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. This is a coordinated invasion. If you remember, I was telling you last year that uh, our good friend Randy Yarborough, uh, where they were coming back from Pueblo, and they passed five of the largest military trucks that the U.S. military possesses, and they were all full of compressed concertina wire heading south. So that's a lot of concertina wire, baby. Well, I also heard from my DEA source that, Paul, I don't know if your memory And if you don't know what that concertina wire is, it's, it's razor wire. It's, it's, the, it's the worst kind of barbed wire. It's not your standard barbed wire you like would see. It's, it's like razor. It's the kind they put on like federal and state prisons and it, where they want maximum you know, um, to try to keep somebody in there. You, you try to crawl through this stuff, you're just going to get torn to shreds. Brett, just four years, we cover so many events. But do you remember during the Central American invasion, I had a former DEA, not a former, a present DEA agent contact me, and he said that um, uh, these were the Sanchez Paredes uniting uh, terrorist groups with Mexican drug cartels. They were training in El Salvador, and boom, here comes Kathy Rubio with that inside information I just mentioned. Do you remember the DEA agent I referenced at that point? Absolutely. Yeah, we actually met in person. He was here uh, visiting known people, and that's much as I'm going to say for fear of a giveaway. And we had actually met um, at a restaurant. And we talk about a nervous meeting. <laughs> it was a very nervous meeting. Because you never know when you're getting drawn into something, and that's what I was worried about. But we met, and we talked for four hours, and he told me, he said, I can't tell you it's going to be next year, it's going to be in five years. He said, but what I can tell you 
is we're letting MS-13 into the country for a reason, along with ISIS. And at that time, I had also gotten uh, confirmation of this from an anonymous letter written to me by a Texas Ranger, and all saying the same stuff. I mean, all these sources were saying the same thing. They're here. They're, they're basically supplying uh, our, our storing weapons caches for later use. They're trained in political assassinations. They're trained to take over small towns and police departments and execute all the police. I mean, this is what I was getting from all of these sources, Paul. And Paul Preston and I were just discussing this on the phone before you and I hooked up. And he was saying pretty much the same exact thing. Well, if you remember our, uh, I believe we did it on a podcast. My uh, good friend of mine lives in Palm Springs, California, has a good friend that's a very, uh, has a very large uh, construction business. And he's got a whole flurry of electricians and plumbers and all that stuff. And uh, he'd gotten a call from down on the Columbia River near the ocean. And um, so he sent one of his electricians down there, and they was guarded by Chinese. And they took any electronics, that, you know, his cell phone and any electronics he had to get into the building. And he said it looked like in that um, movie... Um, where the big giant warehouse at the end of the movie uh, with Harrison Ford and he says place was huge and it was stocked to the brim with boxes with Chinese writing on them you know it had the you know the general fencing and stuff so that's a that's a lot of probably a lot of weapons uh, probably explosives and medical supplies food and all kinds of stuff but uh this was down on, uh, like I said, it was right on the Columbia River, close to the, uh, not far from the ocean. Uh, so, with the amount of Chinese that are that are in this country, and uh, probably other places, uh, I mean, we, you know, John Moore's been reporting on this for some time. Of the Russians, their underground bases. A lot of them have these jobs out in society, and then they go back to the underground bases and train. It's a fifth column uh, army that's already here. They're already here. All they're waiting to do is 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 exchange their their Russian uniform for a UN supposed peacekeeper uniform, and start kicking down doors, because that's that's why they're here. The amount of uh, of, of Chinese military that are in uh, you know uh, businesses and, and and all kinds of things in this country, and so it's. Uh, this, this may be showtime, Dave. Well, we don't need to even go to John Moore's fine work that he's covered for years. Um, you have to go back to the Bundy Ranch. We know now that Harry Reid, that's right, Senator Harry Reid, his son was paid $5 million during the Clinton fiasco of taking uranium off uh, private BLM land and was selling that uranium, as we know, through Uranium One, the front company for the Clinton Foundation, to be used for her run for the presidency. Well, what we also know is that the Chinese have set up solar energy farms in various places with CENTA, which is a front group for the Chinese military. And that was going to happen on the Bundy Ranch. And I got short-circuited when the protesters showed up and drove the authorities and their associates off this land but Harry Reid's son was paid $5 million to set this up. Now, here's the scary thing, Paul. I did an article, and I said, what we appear to have here is a trend, not a pattern, but I'm really worried. And let me tell you what I, what I pointed out in that article. I said, on these lands that are public and these solar energy farms are coming in, they all have certain things in common, like Luke Air Force Base, um, Nellis Air Force Base next to the Bundy Ranch, for example. They have solar energy farms. They're located near an interstate highway, which is in proximity to an air base. And I drew the conclusion. I said, isn't this interesting? Because if we have a Red Dawn invasion from our southern underbelly, the way we would have to repulse it would not be with manpower if we were already involved in a war. You would have to use air power. 
But if these Chinese could overrun these bases before you could launch the planes, it would be Pearl Harbor, Hickam Field all over again. Now, let me tell you something that happened to me just the other day. I was hiking at a uh, local little hiking trail <clears throat> not too far from where I live and um, I had been over there in, in, in a long, I've been meaning to get over to this trail for a long time and finally went over there and I got in there and it's just, it's just a, it's a really nice little trail. It's on this little creek, but I've always been apprehensive because it's behind a Walmart. It, it, you can't see the Walmart, but the Walmart's literally about, ooh, as the crow flies, probably about an eighth of a mile up from it up on the hill and there's all these big gigantic um sewage drains that are coming out of the ground around and there's no there's no houses on this side it's all like this park area just makes no sense that they built in all these these elevated sewage draining systems in this area there's these weird boxes on the trail that have antennas and stuff and solar panels it's very very big brotherish i get a weird feeling Really nice little trail, but you can drive down there on this trail. You can drive down the hill. Uh, you have to go by Walmart. You drive down the hill, and then it forms a cul-de-sac. But at the end of the cul-de-sac, the road keeps going, but it's blocked off. It's got these like they like these plastic-looking barriers, but you can drive around them. But it's blocked off at the same time. I mean, it's, it's enough for a car or a truck to drive around it. Well, I just started walking back there the other day and as soon as i got i got about 50 feet around this barrier started walking down there's a cop car sitting there one of our local cops and he immediately starts coming toward me as soon as he sees me and i'm like there's no posted signs there's no place that says no trespassing and guess what's guess what he's guarding this big gigantic chinese solar field because the china people are the ones that own those solar fields and a lot of the workers from what i'm seeing are the ones that are going to be putting on the UN peacekeeping. It's it's another front for the um, the fifth column troops that they're implanting in our and there's a Walmart right there. Chinese solar field is being guarded by our local cops. Yet there's no no trespassing signs. I just turned around and started walking back the other way, and he left me alone. He, he pulled back, but I'm like, well, what is this guy guarding? You know, there's nothing. There's it's this big gigantic solar field back there and some retention ponds and stuff yet it's important enough to where they're guarding it and not, not only that i've told you about the the businesses we have around here that are in downtown of where i'm at and they literally all the bob wire i mean big areas like three times the size of a football field at least if not four this big gigantic area all the bob wires pointing in around this whole gigantic area and the thing about it is is that area could be beefed up really quickly with like a row of concertina wire on the other side. You know, if people were like saying, okay, well, we'll push it down because it's not heavy duty fencing. Well, I mean, it's good fencing, but I mean, if you had a lot of people pushing on it or whatever. Yeah, but if you had concertina wire on the other side and any kind of armed guard presence, they wouldn't be able to do anything. And then the, and then the little, the, the business right next to it's the same way. All the, all the bob wires facing in. It makes no sense. Who are you trying to keep in? Are you a prison? Well, not yet. So that's just some of the creepy stuff that's going on where I live. And, and I speculated, I thought these were war plans. Paul, I feel strong, more strongly about that today than ever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we know they're here. Uh, there's no telling how much stuff has come through the uh, Long Beach port that the Chinese have been using for how many years. Um, and you know, in, in typical military operations, you you uh, you know you you get your gear, you plant your gear, you preposition, 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 then you launch. Okay, let's recap the top story here. You have a contact that has firsthand knowledge about Mercedes Benz trucks having uh, refrigerated units along with generators that have been moved into the Houston area, uh, and the suspicion is they're going to be used on mobile FEMA camps that are going to be constructed near the border. 
Yeah, and, and all of and all of these uh, all these Mercedes trucks had four license plates on them, Dave. Why? Why four license plates? I I don't know why they have four license plates, but I think he said four and not four license plates. I think he said four in license plates. Uh, this could be a this could be a UN operation. You got to go back. Well, yeah. To, to a, po- a podcast that we did when John Moore's daughter was looking for a puppy in Seattle, and she found a puppy she thought she might want, so she went to visit the lady and and was petting, rubbing on the puppy, and and uh, thought she'd probably take the puppy. And she asked the lady what she did, and she said, "I'm a UN peacekeeper." And when she got back home, of course, she called called her dad, called John Moore, and told him the story, and, and he said, "Dad." I don't know what you and peacekeepers make, but there's no way she could afford that house in Seattle. So, you know, we came back to the conclusion at that time when we did that podcast, uh, they're probably prepositioning these people around the country in a, in a lot of these foreclosed homes. Absolutely. That's exactly what they're doing. And it, you can imagine we how well we take care of our illegal aliens and all the, the Muslim hoarding invaders that are invading our country. You see the, the, the first-hand accounts from my listeners and the people up in Michigan where they've taken over how they're driving around in, you know, convertible Mercedes with the women having, like, Prada, all the stuff, and yet they use their EBT cards to go shopping, and, and, and they, they're on all these government benefit systems where they get all of the stuff that our own citizens don't even get because they're penalized for being wicked and evil and coming here illegally, and we're penalized for being law-abiding citizens. I mean, they're rewarded. I'm sorry for being for being coming here basically illegally and, and being wicked, you know, people. Essentially, they have no real conscience about things. I'm not saying all illegal aliens are bad. I'm just saying that for the most part, they're here illegally and they shouldn't be here and they're breaking the law. And you know, but yet they're rewarded for their wicked behavior. And so are the Muslims, and so are these UN peacekeepers. I'm sure the Chinese and the Russian foreign troops and all the other foreign troops that are here are probably paid well. And um, the MS-13 gangs that are working with the California government out there and all the other gangs that are, they're, they're probably being handsomely rewarded as well, and all of the other wicked people that are on their side. George Soros-sponsored and these types of things. So there is a benefit to serving Satan. And so, I mean... It, 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 Red Dawn's probably already happened. They just haven't activated. I would say that's a safe assumption, and um, you're absolutely right about the pre-positioning. It's, it's here. It's happened. Um, we also have a fair amount of Russians in our country, too, but let me go to the Kigali principles. I don't know if you recall the article that I wrote about a week and a half ago. And, I did. Um, I've had co- two contacts with my main FBI contact, and this person told me, Dave, I want you to write an article on the Kigali principles. And I said, I've mentioned it before. It's time, Dave. And this person and I have an agreement, and I need to explain this very quickly for the audience. There's two broad types of intelligence. There's open source and there's closed source. Open source, uh, an intelligence operative or an FBI agent can give that to you without fear of going to prison because they can argue inevitable discoverability on the part of the reporter. And this is what this person gives me, points me in the right direction, where if I knew where to look, I would have found it on my own. What they won't give me is the closed note, Edward Snowden, sneak it out of the CIA, and you could get executed for this. That's what this person won't give me. And this person has told me to write two stories in 10 days. The first one was, Dave, review the Kigali principles. And here's what they say. Before Obama left office in 20. 16, he signed a series of agreements with the United Nations with 28 other nations which said that the UN on their own say-so can enter a country where there is civil discord, civil unrest, and they can do so militarily. They can do so on a humanitarian basis for medical things like outbreak of Ebola, and they can do the same thing for some kind of paramilitary terrorist series of actions. Now, this is where it gets really interesting with CalExit, Paul. The, the Chinese are behind CalExit with George Soros, the Mexican government. Notice all the same people popping up. In fact, the plan for CalExit 
is to leave the union. Now, it's not supported by the base of people. It's the Democratic Party, like Jerry Brown and the Jesuits. They want to leave the union, and they want to be a UN protectorate. This, they're losing. The New California Movement, which will split California into two states, is legal, it's constitutional, and has the support of over two-thirds of the counties in California. CalExit is losing. Now, CalExit also has, as their spokesperson, Eric Holder. Loretta Lynch is providing legal assistance. Barack Obama is moving to Palm Springs later this year. All the Obama administration is jumping into this. And, Paul, this is what is coming down, I believe. They want to use this immigration, these caravans, to start violence, to have an excuse to have the U.N. roll in. And it won't be the U.N. rolls in on airplanes in blue helmets. The Chinese that are already here will be putting on the blue helmets. Well, that's going to shut the country down, Dave. I've been, Paul and I have been talking about this UN incursion that could potentially come. Here's another thing. I'll just add more fuel to the fire here. Paul and I talked about this over a year ago. He had an embedded source at a meeting with the drug cartels. Listen to this. I'm not kidding. Three members of the Obama administration. This is when Obama was still president. Uh, George Soros's people were there. Uh, the key CalExit leaders were there. The Bank of China was there. The Mexican consulate was there. And this is what the cartel leader said. He said, if they won't give us what we want, which is out of the union, anybody can come here to live, no border restrictions, we will execute masses amount, a massive amount of white people in public. And Paul and I ran with that story from that embedded source. This is where we're at. This is exactly where we're at. There are public forum meetings where La Raza, MS-13, these types of gangs in these movements are basically openly saying that if we don't get what we want, we, meaning the satanic demon-possessed, self-centered minions, in this particular case, illegal aliens, if we don't get what we're going to massacre openly, you know, multitudes of white people in order to make an example of them and in order to put fear into the rest of the population so they'll capitulate. That's what these devils are saying. Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke every one of these stinking maggot devils. Paul Preston doesn't need this to make his life exciting. Fox News is all over this uh, New California movement. People who are hearing this for the first time going, but that Hodges and Martin guy, they're a couple of of lunos here, and they're crazy. That's why some of the mainstream media is even picking up on this. This is deep. We're in deep doo-doo, Paul. We really are. This this is going to be the one that I think is going to dwarf all the other false flag operations it's going to be the test of the Obama, of the uh, Trump administration. I, I mean, what what do you think? Do you, do you think this is the big one or not? Well, the one reason I that I think that it is is because you and I were doing podcasts as Trump was trying to become president, you know, and became president. And I was saying, I said, you know, there's been a ruling class, a vein of thought, a vein of families you know, that have been basically running the planet for, you know, at least the last 300 years. And they're not just going to, you know, walk arms and sing Kumbaya and walk off into the sunset. They have an immense amount of equipment that they can use just to bring down the country. Mainstream media's toast. Democratic Party's toast. Um, Hillary should be toast. Obama should be toast. I mean, they've got the goods on all of these people. So, I, you know, I, I think this is probably, with, with a lot of these movements that we've been discussing tonight, um, it appears to me that time is short. Well, and I know that's been said before, but God's been very merciful. He's been very gracious. And I believe he's pushed the timeline and their agenda back uh, continually 
for a long time. But there's there's going to come some point where he's not going to push it back anymore. The Bible is going to be fulfilled, you know. And World War Three is what I believe gets us into the tribulation period and, and the, the arrival of the Antichrist and false prophet openly. And we, we could definitely be on the cusp of that. Maybe it won't be for another five years. I don't know. But all I'm saying is that everything is in place right now, particularly now with this thing uh, with Trump beating the drums of war with the Syria issue. And then there, there, there's all these other issues at play, like what we're talking about now. It wouldn't take a whole lot more to push this over the edge. Right. They're getting their asses handed to them. Trump is prepared indictment. Sorry, I, I didn't know you there. I mean, McCabe and Wasserman Schultz are the first ones hanging out there, and they know their days are numbered. This is their battle of the bulge. And remember where Germany threw all of its major weapons and the bulk of its uh, remaining uh, crack troops into attacking the Allied lines, trying to hope, hope to prolong the war so they could perfect their super weapons. Do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. That's what I think we're looking at here. They're throwing everything into a last-ditch effort. I don't Listen, Paul, I don't think it's just going to be CalExit and these waves of immigrants and terrorists crossing the border and wreaking havoc. I think that what we're ultimately looking at here are biological and chemical outbreaks, maybe even a suitcase nuke detonated. You know, I hate to sound and go crazy on this, but these people are desperate, and you know and I know there's nothing that they won't do to avoid going to Gitmo. Well, now, now we're talking about the sealed indictments that supposedly are up to like 21,000 that supposedly are going to be unsealed and they're going to go after all the bad guys and they're all going to be putting Gitmo, okay? But again, until I start to see Trump actually doing righteous things on multiple platforms and, and starting to protect the First and Second Amendment, you know, with, with action and, and, and retract on this thing he's doing with Syria. I, you know, I don't know what to think other than that he's playing for the, for the bad guys openly now. Not to say it wasn't before, but it's overt now. Okay, so. Absolutely, but you got, I mean, I mean, you got to look at today. The market dropped 750 points. I think it finished off at 400 points. Just, just over trade talks. Can you imagine what's going to happen if, if an outbreak like this? You've got to look at the markets completely crashing. Oh, yeah. You've got to look at the credit markets completely breaking. When they break, trucking shuts down. We've talked about this before because I watch the credit markets quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I reported, you know, I don't know, a couple of months ago that uh, my trucker friends said they were, at that time, they were having trouble electronically getting fuel for their trucks uh, and you know you've also got to go back to I was telling you I'd uh, been asked to come to a birthday party a friend of mine for his daughter's birthday and I'm not big on parties but he wanted, there was a guy he wanted me to meet this guy was an IT tech for the uh, US Army and uh, so we talked a little bit and we kind of got off the side this guy was livid he said, all of the all the software on the grid is Chinese. They shut the grid down whenever they want to. And, you know, we were just talking about the Chinese people here. I mean, there was an article I posted at Revolution Radio uh, yesterday about the how really delicate and the, it would take almost nothing to shut the grid down at all, even without the Chinese. So, uh, you know, we've seen we've seen this coming since Trump defeated sixteen seasoned veteran politicians. I'm and afraid you're talked right. About a lot, and we've talked a lot about this over the last course two or three years on podcasts, foreign troops, and blah blah blah. So they've been building this army for some time, which is standard military operational procedure. And we've talked about the bioweapons for my best source, your best source, your FEMA guy. So, you know, uh, this is, you know, pray for the best and hope for the worst, you know, because it's, it, or pray for the worst and hope, hope for, for the, the best. Worst. It's, uh, <laughs> 
could be this. We could be we could be ninety days out from something unbelievable called civil war, Paul. Uh, yeah, with the UN exacerbating everything. That's um, that's what I expect to have happen next. Can you imagine now? You throw the Syria thing in there. Then what if they release a biological weapon? EMP attack, take the grid down, cut off the communications of most of the uh, Patriot community. I always said when they finally did spring this, they were going to do maximum shock and awe. Uh, it would just more fit the satanic agenda than to just try to do it like halfway. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to do it that way. Uh, let's go ahead and play this brief video here. Soldiers report... Uh, exported wave of guests out of Vancouver. This kind of relates to what we're talking about here. I have an unconfirmed report, but it's confirmed by circumstances coming out of Washington State from a soldier that wrote to me yesterday. And he told me that in his base, and also in one of his compadres' bases, also in Washington, they are preparing for massive waves of immigrants coming out of Canada, particularly the Vancouver area. And do you want to know who's in the Vancouver area? Well, that's what we're going to talk about here on the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges, and I am the host of the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Now, maybe we'll wake up and all these problems with the caravans of immigrants and the moving of barbed wire and refrigerators and the Texas National Guard going to the border along with some of the American military and the call-ups of reservists and National Guardsmen. Maybe this will all disappear overnight, but these are all verifiable. And now we have another report that fits into this. And ordinarily, I don't go with reports like this unless it fits strongly and circumstantially into what we've already reported that we're confident in. And what we're confident in is that I think it is likely, given the fact that the Chinese, as I've covered, speak to each other uh, through AM radio broadcast late at night in Stockton in Modoc County, and this has been confirmed to me now by two other people after Paul Preston told me this, I am highly concerned about this. And with the report I'm getting is these soldiers are expecting massive waves of immigrants of Chinese out of Vancouver that will spread to Montana, and through Washington State. So we're not looking at a border incursion just south of the border. We're also looking at one north of the border. And anyone who has any information, please contact me at DaveHodges at thecommonsenseshow.com, and I will give your report every consideration. Thank you again for... So, I mean, this is... Let's get really serious here. I mean, this is what you would expect to see prior to the actual implementation of the fifth column... Uh, enemy troop movement prior to them actually i mean they've prepositioned assets like um, paul was talking about there been doing it for years they've got underground bases they've got the benefit of the the dark elements of our gov of our government i'm sure i'm not saying our, our own military is like totally on board with this i'm sure certain factions are they've given that long beach port to the chinese a long time ago who only god knows what they've smuggled in there we know about the Russians. We've talked about that a lot and a lot of these touristy areas that they occupy and they, they go in there. To, I've talked extensively about Gatlinburg. We know there's an underground base there and there's national parks it's where a lot of these underground bases are. There's whole sections of these national parks that are cordoned off. You can't get into. It's where they're training. Then they go out into, into the public and they get these, these service-type jobs where they're actually acclimating and learning the society and learning the ways and, and basically acting like kind of like learning our ways so it's knowing your enemy and we're not even talking about the illegal aliens we're not already talk we're not talking about the the muslims that are here that are that have their own little terror enclaves where they're training in these cells and they've been waiting for decades to literally go hot we're not talking about black lives matter which are going to be yoked up with them or with the lesbian gay bisexual transgender anarchy millennial crowd which will also be yoked up with them uh could this second amendment thing be the linchpin for all that to happen i mean if they wanted to implement this especially with un peacekeepers they got to find some way to get us into martial law if they keep pushing this gun agenda that could be the very reason that martial law ends up happening or it could be that you know um 
we go to World War III with Syria, and then we've got attacks on our own soil. They could they could unleash the the Muslim terror cells and say, okay, now it's time to go hot. They could release the uh, unleash the Muslim terror cells and say, okay, and I, this is I talked about this in a Baptist church back in the '90s, where they take a, something called a venturi, and they they have a biological agent like anthrax or some other biologic that. I'm sure they've been given by our government or they grew or whatever. I mean, I mean, dark elements of our government. I don't mean like the just regular standard. I'm talking about the deep state. And they fly over a city and they release it over a city and all they would need is, is, a, is a small plane or they could go down a highway if the stuff's virulent enough. If it's something that, like that's a pandemic, they could spread it. They could just have that Venturi right out of the bottom of a, of a van and just dump that powder and it would just go everywhere. A lot of different scenarios at play here, and all of this stuff I've talked about extensively since I've been in ministry, since 2006, since I did that initial avion flu tour, that 14-city tour I did with the Prophecy Club, where we got into a lot of this stuff and the dangers of the vaccinations and, and, and the Spanish flu of 1918, 1919, how that was actually caused by the vaccinations. Uh, man, <sighs> If God pushes it back this time, it will be his biggest miracle to date. I'm not saying he hasn't pushed it back several times or, or where he's thrown monkey wrenches into their plans. Uh, and I believe mostly due to the prayers of the saints and righteous people behind the scenes knowing about these things and, and, and these types of things. But I'll I tell you, they're maximum desperation mode. And it really seems like they're pre-positioning their assets like never before. And then you got the, the border incursion now with, with the caravans of, of these terrorists that are coming. Because it's not just women and children. Okay, it's, it's, that's, that's not the reason. That's, and I think I'm going to get into that next. So um, I'm going to go ahead and end part three here. And we will get into part four next. So God bless you and see you in part four.